electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Major news today out of Silicon Valley. Adobe terminating its $20 billion acquisition of the design software maker Figma. Rethinking the environment for major deals. It's Monday, December 18th. Welcome to the Tech Check Podcast. I'm Deirdre Bosa with Mark Gilbert, so dedicated to the cause. He is calling in from vacation. I was worried that we uh, we wouldn't have much to talk about. And then I woke up this morning and I saw major news, Adobe ending its 15-month-long quest to buy Figma. And D, this felt, I mean, this felt major to me. This feels like a big development for for Adobe and for software and for Silicon Valley. It is because it was one of sort of the biggest deals of the last few years, certainly Adobe's biggest. And I think it's been pretty well telegraphed, though. I don't think it comes as a huge surprise to anyone. Um, This has had a lot of regulatory scrutiny. But it's interesting where both these companies are now versus where they were 15 months ago. Adobe, I think there's you know, consensus right now, especially if you look at the stock price today at more than a percent, Adobe's going to be just fine. Figma, though, this is the startup. This is the darling of Silicon Valley. Its future, perhaps less certain. So let's go back 15 months ago when Adobe announced its intention to acquire Figma. And there was some real sticker shock at the price. A lot of folks thought this was very, very expensive. Adobe was willing to pay double Figma's valuation at the time. Private markets, it was worth $10 billion. That's last funding round. Adobe was going to pay $20 billion. And that was also 50 times Figma's annual recurring revenue at the time, which was about $400 million. Right. And, you know, while trying to get this deal done, Shantanu and the Adobe team did not slow down, right? They, they uh, you know, they continued to sort of generate new products and announce rollout new things, especially related to generative AI. Key Firefly there, right? And I think Firefly has been really, people seem to really like it. And it shows that Adobe can create things organically and can be part of this generative AI conversation. It's also continued to develop Adobe Express. It's Adobe's real-time collaboration tool that essentially does some of what Figma was supposed to do for the company. So it's in a pretty good position, even if this deal isn't going to happen, even if it has spent a good portion of the last 15 months trying to convince investors that this was a deal worth doing. And looking at the charts, Adobe shares are up, you know, over 60% since the deal was announced. And that, that now a major overhang, which was regulatory uncertainty about this deal is removed. So yes, not such bad news for Adobe. There's also investor hope now that Adobe could use the cash, those $20 billion that it had earmarked for Figma. Now they can give it back to shareholders in some sort of, you know, buyback or, um, or a dividend, you know, and just that this, you know, strategically, right, that this, instead of doing this very richly valued deal, uh, now they don't have to do it. And buybacks could be sort of a consolation prize. And Wall Street loves that. So returning money to shareholders, never a bad idea. And remember, this was a half cash, half stock deal. So essentially $10 billion that Adobe can use to do that buyback. Now, let's talk about why the deal was scrapped as well, in case our audience isn't familiar regulators sort of all over raise concerns about it eliminating competition and removing Figma as a threat to Adobe. At the time, this was pre 
ChatGPT, right? This was just before ChatGPT was released, setting everyone off talking about generative AI. So the biggest threat to Adobe was kind of Microsoft. And Figma had a lot of fans, a lot of people within Microsoft using it. And that was seen as sort of a threat. For Figma now, though, because the landscape has changed and so much is about AI, it's a tough crossroads to be at. On top of the $20 billion that Adobe was going to pay, there was a historic $2.3 billion retention package for its CEO, Dylan Field, and employees. And I remember at the time there were some jokes on Twitter, now X, that drinks were going to be on Figma employees for the rest of the year because $2.3 billion retention package, that has never been seen before. Fast forward, now it may be those Figma employees that need the consolation drinks bought for them tonight. Although $1 billion breakup fee could use a little bit of that. Um, the broader point, though, is that Figma is unlikely to see those kinds of terms again. And potential other acquirers, like, say, Microsoft, they're probably a lot less likely to do this deal, given what they've seen from the regulators. The IPO market, it's not exactly open mark. And its closest competitor, Canva, right, this is the landscape that we were in back in 2022, Canva was seen as this threat. It hasn't been in regulatory limbo, right? They've continued to sort of make inroads and make their product better. Right. I mean, and, and you know, talking about the Figmas and the Canvas of the world, sort of to, to pull this back from the product perspective, if you're someone who's a creative, who's using these tools, um, you know, in your professional life, or even for like a, you know, like some sort of side hobby that you have, uh, Adobe, uh, you know, has always been app based, right? You download Photoshop and you spend, you know, a large amount to uh, to have like a premium version of, of that app. Uh, Figma and Canva sort of came out of nowhere that they were app based. I mean, they were, uh, you know, like a uh, web based, right? So that you could mm -hmm. just go to, you know, the, the website and start creating and that they had sort of freemium tools so that you could immediately, uh, you know, create an account and without paying, you could start creating and it was very easy to sort of share stuff. I think the ease of use is what sort of, uh, yes, is what Adobe, is what Adobe was buying and all of that growth. Obviously, it was very richly valued the the purchase price, but what they were buying was was the growth and sort of like the cult following, right? Kind of like a Slack or like a Dropbox. Those companies started because users just loved using them, and that exactly. makes them appealing for big yeah. tech companies that don't always get that UI. Exactly. That's a right, better way. Of, yeah, that's a better things. way of putting it, right? Which is that like people already had email, and so it was like, well, why, why need Slack? And I was like, I don't know. It was just like exactly. intuitive and felt better, and was fun Good to use. use. <laughs> and so, and so users picked up on it, and then sort of, you know, big enterprise companies had to be like, oh, I guess we got to get Slack for our for our employees. And I'll say I, I've been using Canva a lot over the last few years, and I really enjoy it. It is sort of a smarter way to use things. But then, where we are now generative AI promises to do a lot of that stuff for you without you even having to touch that app. So yeah, that's sort of one thing. And I, I spoke up. Yeah. Exactly. And so I had sort of a conversation about that with um, a Figma board member this morning, Andrew Reed. He's a partner at Sequoia, which first invested in 2019 at Series C round. And of course, you know, because he's an investor, he was going to say that Figma is going to be fine. But he, he did give me some sort of interesting data points. Um, when I told him that all the stuff that Adobe has been doing. He said, well, listen, Figma hasn't been standing still either over the past 15 months. He noted that the company has been releasing its own AI plugins. Earlier this year, did acquire Diagram, and that's a startup that bills itself as building at the intersection of design and AI. So Figma has very much been participating in this shift. And he also noted that big tech companies like Microsoft, Apple, and Google, they continue to use Figma within their design teams. And that's where he said it differentiated from Canva and that you know, Figma is what 
product teams and design teams inside of big tech love to use. Of course, Gilbert, there is that $1 billion breakup fee too. So when you ask that question, what does it do now? I mean, a billion dollar funding round, the equivalent right. of maybe it went to the market and, and it doesn't have to take yeah. a down round. It doesn't have to reduce its valuation. Yeah. That remains an open question. And now it has a billion dollar breakup fee to play with. A more runway. That's, that's yeah. not bad. Yeah. Exactly. Although it is, I, I mean, I think the most interesting part is away from Adobe and Figma is what does this do broadly? And you brought up the Microsoft point, but it's not like this deal. Um, I don't know. It's not like they, you know, they canceled this deal because of the price or something. And now, uh, and now um, Figma can go shop itself around and find a different buyer, right? If, if, if it's the regulatory um, pressure that caused this deal to break up, like, is there really an option for another company to go out and try to buy this? Like, what, why would you do that? And then face another 15 months of of regulatory pressure and have to drop the deal yourself. I, th I think it sort of does limit the uh, the possible exit for Figma. And I think if you're any type of, of startup out there and you're looking at your possible exit options and the IPO market doesn't look great, and now yeah. the acquisition, you know, your ability to get acquired doesn't look great, I think there's like a narrowing of, of sort of possible outcomes. And it's just been such a huge headache for Adobe and Figma with you know, the result of it is Adobe having to pay a billion dollars. If you're a big tech company interested in a software company or any company, do you really want to go through all of that? So that has implications across the space. But it does make Microsoft, the fact that Microsoft got Activision Blizzard through, exactly all the more sort up. of astounding. Yep. yep. Um, I mean, there's the same deal. It was it, it would months of pressure. And you sort of thought maybe there was this downside risk that it was going to get blocked. And, and like I went, went, went. And finally, it, it sort of snuck through. I mean, and to be honest, that's what I thought was going to happen with it. Microsoft was dedicated to it. I'd love to know sort of the inside baseball of, of how that deal went through and how this one didn't. Um, but certainly there's going to be frustration here in Silicon Valley. One investor I spoke to called the process for Adobe Figma long, opaque, and Byzantine. You know, Gilbert, regulation and the landscape is something that we continue to talk a lot about. And we'll see how this sets the playing field for next year. So hopefully you join us again tomorrow. We'll see. We can get you away from vacation time. But thanks for joining in. And I hope tomorrow. everyone will join us tomorrow too. Bye. Bye. From pit lane to podium, the Las Vegas Grand Prix is providing fans a race day experience at the speed they deserve with the help of T-Mobile for Business. Our 5G advanced network solutions are powering race day operations with event-wide connectivity. From streamlined gate entry to an immersive app, giving fans blazing fast access to the sport they love. This is accelerating innovation. This is the Las Vegas Grand Prix with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at T-Mobile.com slash now. 